Welcome to In Search of Peace and Healing. I'm your host, Celia Boone. Hello again. I'm so glad you're here and welcome back. Today we're going to take a look at survival and then see if we can get inspired to do the work it takes to take it to the next level so that we can be thriving instead of just surviving. Um, So I want to let you guys in on a little secret or a little announcement Ken, with a little help from me, is starting a new podcast series for gig workers who may have lost clients or work, been furloughed, lost a job, etc. And, um, you know, there are a lot of us who have things that are in our back pocket that we can do if we're, if we lost our job, J-O-B, just over broke, and, um, you know, things that we really, really love to do. So if you are a gig worker and, you know, you've lost um, your other job or your gig is, you're unable to perform your gig, um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, If you'd like to be featured on a podcast episode, um, that's great. And we can do it all remotely and contact-free, etc. So we'd love to hear from you. I'm going to go ahead and give you the email address now, and then we'll circle back to that later in the podcast. So our email is deskantmmg at gmail.com. Now, deskant is D-E-S-C-A-N-T-M-M-G like mother, mother, grandma, at gmail.com. Okay, so we'll we'll touch on that again later on in case you're interested, or if you know someone who, who would be. So um, as we were thinking about survival stories from gig workers and hearing about you know, how they're adapting or what they're doing and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, It got me thinking about surviving. And um, I did a lot of years um, when I was just too tired and too sad to try to push back the darkness of depression. I didn't even do what I considered survival. I just... It was kind of like near-life experiences, but all of them, you know, because of my attitude and my hopelessness and the trauma that I had been through, um, I just wasn't able to, I felt like I would be unable to come through that heal or find any way to use that stuff to be helpful in any way. So, um... I just had a whole bunch of near-life experiences. And um, looking back, yes, I did physically survive. I'm not pushing up daisies somewhere. So, you know, congratulations. It's a good day. 
Um, but I did learn some things. And um, I now know what I have to do in order to not just survive, because survival is not enough for me. It really isn't. But to learn what I need to do to take it up to the next level and so that I can thrive, at least in some parts of my life. Even if I hate what's going on, if it's painful, if it's there's loss and grief, whatever it is, um, there's still some, some areas of my life in which I can thrive. So um, I'd like to talk about some of those things today. So going from surviving to thriving. Um, first of all, um, I've heard, and I don't remember who said this, that the most important conversations are those that we have with ourselves. Because if I'm having negative conversations with myself, oh, I'll never be able to do that. Oh, you know, if I just, you know, could lose X number of pounds or if I were just a little bit smarter or a little more talented or a little better or whatever, you know, I would do such and such. But, you know, not now and not today. Um. But really, truly, life is a reflection of what we think. Um, Leo Brown says, if your thoughts are negative, the world you see will be the same. Um, he goes on, as you know, like attracts like. If you want better people in your life, you must work on being a better person yourself. And a lot of times... Being a better person, for me, I used to think it meant rejecting the parts of me that I didn't like, that were substandard or, you know, bad, the, the things that I labeled bad or not good enough or whatever, and I would hold myself up to perfectionistic or unreachable standards, and because I wasn't there, well, then I'm really, really bad. Um... And so I had to accept myself, the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, the, you know, whatever. And I had to go in with a spiritual mentor and dig in and look at the resentments I had, the things that had happened that were traumatic in my life. Um, the fears that I had, the way that I had harmed others, and look at my behavior patterns and all those kinds of things. And to be able to come out of that and understand I'm not perfect, but no human is perfect. And there are good things about me, and there are some things I don't like as much. But I can accept myself where I am and I can decide I want to do better. Practice makes progress. I don't want to, I'm not even trying for perfection anymore. That was just, that put me in a whole toxic mindset. But I just try to be a little bit better today than I was yesterday and to make some progress. Um, 
I thought I was very damaged because I had endured a bunch of pain. And um, there's a woman named Lois Lowry that said, be proud of your pain, for you're stronger than those who have none. And I used to look at people that I perceived as not really having had any hardship in life, which that was probably just my perception and not the reality of their lives. But I would look at them and like, how come you're so lucky? You just got the world handed to you on a silver platter. How come it's so hard for me? And I was deeply envious of people like that. But, you know, as I have gotten older and hopefully wiser, I realize that life is really tough for everybody. And if we live long enough, it's we're going to get some significant scars and battle damage and and struggles. But am I going to be defined by the negative things that have happened to me? Or am I going to learn from them and put those lessons to use and make my life better? Um, there's a saying that I've heard a bunch. Um, I have a lot of friends that will say this. Life is 90%, oh, excuse me, life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I respond to it. Not react, because there's a very big difference between reacting and responding, but respond to it. You know, sometimes I need to stop and just quiet myself and take a look. Don't talk before so that I can choose my response. Okay. And that's a moment of grace, really, I think. Because I can, if I just plow in and start talking immediately, chances are I'm going to make it worse. (laughs) Especially if my emotions are very involved in whatever is happening Um, or it's something if I'm afraid or, um, you know, resentful or whatever. Yeah, it's never a good idea for me to to feel that anger and fear flare up inside and start talking immediately. Not pretty. And I, every time, regret doing that. So I've learned that I don't have to do that every time. Um, another thing that helps me is life belongs to the persistent. And, um, I don't know if I've read anybody saying that, but I've been saying that to myself a lot. Life belongs to the persistent and it takes action, not just words, because, um, for many years when I was having near life experiences, I I even used to joke that my middle name was I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna drive a Porsche by the time I'm 25 cuz I'm gonna be rich and I'm gonna da 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 But saying what I'm going to do and then never doing it um you know it's not a it's not a route to success at all um, 
And I wanted also people to judge me on my intentions, not my actions. But that doesn't happen either. Because other people, oh, here comes I'm gonna. <laughs> She's going to do great things, but she just needs to get up off her rear end and, you know, go for a walk or something to get started. And if there is something inside of you, your life calling, your inward calling, um, your divine calling, whatever it, you, however you think of that thing, if there was something you could do where money is no object, you'd have plenty of, of resources and abundance to do that, and you absolutely could not fail, what would you do? And if you can answer that question, um, a lot of times that ends up being our inward calling. So if you're working towards your inward calling, don't quit. And sure as heck, don't quit because somebody else has an opinion. Because you weren't put on earth to live up to their expectations. There was a need in the world that only you could fill. And the creator put that into you and created you because you were the only one that could fill it. So, um, you know, understand that not everybody may agree with you. Not everybody may champion you. But just keep going. And if you try one track and that doesn't work, be flexible because the people who end up the most successful and, and however you measure success, it's not just dollars, but the most successful a lot of times are the most flexible. And, you know, it depends on how well they can go to, from plan A to plan B to C to D to G to H, whatever, you know. If you can execute what works and stop executing what doesn't work and try something else, you know, your chances for success become a lot higher. Stop trying to figure it all out because often answers come to us when we least expect it, when we quiet ourselves. You know, whether you do yoga, deep breathing, mindfulness, meditation, whatever it is, um, just, you know, quiet yourself if you have a problem. Go away from the pro Stop working on the problem. Do something else. And you'd be surprised how often the answer may come. And generally, it's a simple one. And no matter how much it hurts right now, someday you're going to look back and realize that your struggles helped you learn. And that really helped me being able to say, look what that person did to me. And be able to say, wow, look how I learned not to accept that kind of treatment from another person. Because I can't change somebody else, but I can walk away. And I don't have to include that person in my life anymore. Um, sometimes losing someone from your life 
isn't easy at all, but losing yourself is worse. Trust me. I know. Um, so create space in your life for the people who deserve it. And let the ones who are always trying to walk away, let them. Because the bigger your goals, the more team members you need on your support team. So we're going to take a little break and we'll be back in a few minutes. And this is Celia Waller Boone and you are listening to In Search of Peace and Healing. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more the number two say.weebly.com. And we're back from break. So we're still talking about going from surviving to thriving. From the time I was a little kid, my dad used to say to me a lot um, that it's attitude, not circumstance, that determines your altitude. So how high you fly is dependent on my attitude, not my circumstances. Now, I didn't believe that for the first few decades of my life. I was like, yeah, you're just a Pollyanna, you know. (laughs) But he knew the value of positive thinking. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, he'd look at a big problem and be like, oh, I don't see a problem here. Um, But for me... I looked at the world and all I saw was problems and looked at myself and all I saw was pain and um, lack, that I was lacking in every way and, um, you know, just stop the world I didn't want to get off. And I had a bad attitude and that's the reason he kept telling me attitude, not circumstances, determine your altitude. Um, I didn't know that complaining is draining. Um, I have a friend that told me when I was in my, I guess, probably late 20s or early 30s, that the more we complain, the longer God makes us live. And um, so I had grown up in a family where one of my parents, not my father, um, complained a lot and was always frightened and um, frantic, I guess. And so um, I guess I learned that lesson well because I grew up to be frightened and frantic a lot myself. But... I also have come to practice positive thinking, writing gratitude lists, finding, you know, what's positive in this situation. Um, Because even with, you know, a pandemic, you know, there's, there's a lot of feelings of helplessness and fear and, you know, loss and grief and, What's going to happen next? And so, you know, being able to look and see who the helpers are, 
those everyday superheroes that put their lives on the line going to work to help the rest of us. Um, you know, I, I cheer the helpers and do what I can to help because I don't, I don't want my life to be one big giant morass of self-pity and pain. I want people to look at me and say, wow, you were able to use what you learned. And because you did, you helped me to grow and change and live a happier life. That's what I want people to say about me. You know, when I am pushing up daisies, I want people to say, she helped me. Um, so another thing that can help us is trust your gut. Because the times in my life when my gut has told me, and I went anyway because I thought I wanted whatever that was, train wreck, big train wreck. And, you know, I ended up not avoiding avoidable trauma and chaos and pain. But when I listened to my gut, that's when I'm, you know, when life turns out the best. And when I don't listen to it, it's at my peril. Um, focus on your strengths. Focus on your assets. Focus on, you know, what you can do. Instead of focusing on your weaknesses, what you can't do, what is you think is too hard, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time. So if there's something that is hard that you need to, that's a barrier or challenge that you need to overcome in order to reach a goal, break it into manageable pieces. You know, you don't have to do it all in one chunk. And, uh, yeah, eat an elephant one bite at a time. Because when, in the end, we are, you know, we reach our goals or some of our goals or whatever, and, you know, at your 80th birthday party and people come around and say, how'd you do it? How'd you live this successful life? I don't, I want to be able to say more than, well, I eat six pine cones every day, <laughs> which is no help whatsoever. But I hope I can say that nonetheless, because it's funny. Um, I want people to, to look at me and say, because I saw you go through really hard stuff, I didn't give up. That's the kind of stuff I want to hear. And I already hear some of that. And that's why I tell my story and share what I've been through. I'm not trying to get anybody's pity. I don't need pity. Pity never helped me. It never put a dollar in the bank or, you know, made my muscles any stronger. Um, but what I want to do is to be able to inspire others and let them know if I can do this, you can do this. Um. You know, 
if we just keep doing what we've always done, we're going to get what we've always gotten. And at one point in 2004, I was really sick of getting what I was getting. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so I had to get out of bed and I had to go for help and I had to start behaving in different ways. Um, I didn't have to figure everything out. I could be content with just not knowing. Because in the end, I didn't need to figure how everything works. If it works, okay, good. Let's go with that. Um, my past, with all the things that I went through, instead of being a giant boulder that drags me down, has become one of my biggest assets that I can use in helping others. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting because when I decided, okay, I really don't need to impress anybody. Um, it really doesn't matter what other people think. There was incredible freedom in that incredible freedom. And I'm not always there. Sometimes I'm farther away from that or closer to it, depending on if I'm moving toward love or toward fear, which to me are polar opposites. Um, you know, if I'm moving toward fear, I'm blocking good things. If I'm moving toward love, I'm opening myself up to good things happening. And um, no matter what happened in the past, you know, things that happened when I was a child, I couldn't control. And um, being able to forgive people who did really bad things to me um, it's not that I'm saying I approve of what you did. No, it was terrible. But I'm no longer willing to carry the resentment and the heavy burden and the feeling terrible that having to carry 800 pounds of resentment makes me feel. I deserve to live happily and positively and well, and I can't do that and carry resentment at the same time. So, um, I worked on forgiving and, um, you know, there were some people that just didn't, no longer deserved a place in my life. And, um, you know, I just had to, um, allow them to walk away and some I had to walk away from so that the positive people, the people who made me feel good and made me laugh and helped me heal, so there was more room for those people in my life. Um, and another thing that, um, it's a thought that I really like, and I don't remember where it came from. Congratulations. You have survived 100% of your very worst days. The very worst days you've had in your whole life. You've survived them all. You have a 100% or you're batting a thousand because you have survived them all. You thought maybe you wouldn't, 
survive some of them, but you were wrong. You did. You don't do failure easily. So be grateful for that and just decide, I'm going to make the best of whatever situation it is that's trying to pull me down. I'm going to seek to develop my will and wisdom to follow my inward calling. And if I know what it is, I'm going to continue working on reaching that goal and doing whatever that is. Because when you do what you're meant to do, something comes alive in you that you didn't even know was inside. It's like something bursts into flame that you didn't even know was there. And the reason I know this is because it happened to me. So my friends, this brings us to the end of another podcast. Um, And I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope this has inspired you. So it's your choice now. What are you going to do? Are you going to survive? Or worse yet, have near-life experiences? Or are you going to find ways to thrive in the midst of big storms and hard stuff? Because if you choose to thrive, you will. Thanks so much for listening. And now as you walk through the rest of your day, walk quietly and carry big positive thoughts. I love you all. Thanks again. Bye-bye. We invite you to visit our website, muchmoretosay.weebly.com. That's much more the number two, say.weebly.com. This has been a production of the Descant MMG Podcast Network.